So, I do want to say that this is probably actually the very first episode of this whole journey that we're all going to be going through here in probably like two years. So this, I want to say, is probably the very first step to a first episode or series of what we are doing. So uh, what just perspired within the past couple hours is my friend Walk came over. He used he went to school for um, uh, like video production, or video editing, stage work, lighting, and all that stuff, right? So he came over, and we basically got a really good feel of what we're gonna do for the cover photo of the Facebook uh, profile, just basically the profile. So the whole concept behind this is that. Every movie always has a uh, a banner of what the movie is about, right? It's a big movie banner with the name of the movie and like a portrait or an action-themed movie portrait, right? So that's what we're working on, and that's what I'm trying to accomplish uh, very soon. I would hope within – hopefully – I'm shooting for like the end of May of 2018. Um, that's what we're hoping for. Um, and then I literally just figured out this Anchor app is dope too. I'm not going to lie. Like this shit is dope because seriously in the beginning, the first two I did on my phone, which only gave me like three minutes a piece. And that was aggravating to me because – I wanted to do something a little bit longer, maybe like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, maybe something like that because three minutes just didn't seem like it was going to cut it. So uh, shout out to the people on uh, Art Anchorman. Like they killed that. Um, and dope too. Like they will post it to iTunes, Google, and then be able to access it on the app. And it's cool that you can like interact with other people throughout the anchor app like and they can bring you on to uh, <clears throat> like regular co-host on the internet like this is just crazy we're living in a crazy time right now that we can literally become almost whatever the fuck we want as long as you just put some knowledge into it a little bit of skill and know a couple people so i named this podcast uh the people i don't know um, because uh, they always say it's who you know, not what you know, right? So, and that's okay. Just broke the three-minute mark, and that's where I was thinking it might cut off, but we got past the three minutes. Uh, so we're in for the ride, guys, ladies, gents. We're doing it. Um, uh, what's next? Okay, so in the first two that uh, I published, uh, I felt like I was jamming everything into um, three minutes, which felt really tough. So to give a whole explanation of what this whole story is about would be um, a father who grew up riding motorcycles um, – didn't have parents of his own. He was basically an only child, um, raised 
you could say by himself, joined the military, um, very successful in the military, became a chief. Um, he met his wife, B, like a bumblebee, B-E-E. -E. Um, and then uh, she has – she's really into CrossFit, working out. Um, she's uh, – that's how she runs – she has her own business basically. Um, her and Chief have their own kind of business with uh, like a workout gym basically, like a CrossFit gym. Um, she has a couple locations. Um, they have an assistant basically named – I think I named her Brittany I want to say. I think it's Brittany. Um, Brittany comes into the storyline a little bit later once B passes away and she goes to Japan where Chief is now stationed because he had orders to move. Um, so the whole family was originally going to get up. No, they got in a big fight and uh, – yeah, they got in a big fight, and that's when B told her and Chief, or B told Chief that he, they were gonna let TJ decide if he wanted to stay riding dirt bikes. Then he would go with Chief to Japan, or he would stay with Mom and just not not ride because he was just getting off of an injury. Um, so it was kind of up to his decision. Uh, this was prior to TJ uh, wanting to race or actually ride. So they were – he was in the championship. God damn it. I'm fucking all this shit up. This makes no sense. Okay. So that just sounds really dumb right now. You sound real dumb right now. Yeah, it kind of sounds like you don't know your own storyline. <laughs> For real. Um, so, but it's been so long since I read it, too. It's been a while. It's been a while since I read it, and I guess that's something I should do, too. If I'm going to start talking about it, I need to reread uh, what, I, what I have written because, yeah, I, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um god damn it it just feels like i'm behind and then now that i'm trying to play catch up which it feels like i'm doing but now i think i need to prioritize um what i need to know what i'm going to do and how it's basically going to be accomplished so I would say the uh, first one is know your story because that seems very important, especially if you're trying to get it turned into a TV show or a movie script, right? Just being honest. Uh, second, okay, how are you going to execute it? Um, so I have an answer to that, and the way I think I'm going to execute it would be to use a social platform or multiple social platforms to be basically in a diamond that has a focus point at the very end. And that very end point would be a family, a dirt bike racing. That's that's the whole center point of everything is the family all ties into the story of 
using multiple platforms to bring everybody to one center point. And that center point is a movie script or TV show that other people can watch that are not in the motocross industry. And the whole point of this story that I created was because I wanted to start grabbing other people's attention that do stick and ball sports to maybe pay a little bit of attention or notice something like on a click ad or watch the movie, watch the dirt bike races, go to their events, buy their clothes. I'm just basically an advocator for the motocross industry. Like I love it. Like I, I used to ride dirt bikes. I, I'm a huge advocator for it. So the whole storyline, since I really got into motocross, I could say watching James Stewart probably really got me into motocross because he kind of – James Stewart, in my opinion, is the baddest guy to ever ride a dirt bike. Like I don't – I don't – the things that he had to go through in a very predominantly white sport, the things he had to do, um, what him and his father, his mother, his brother had to go through in Florida back in the 80s. You know what I mean? Early 90s. Like Times may have been different back then, and they may be – or they may be different now versus back then, or they could be similar to how they both are. I don't know, but I can't speak for him, but I can only imagine him being in his shoes as the only black man or black family I couldn't possibly say to ride. And that was actually beating dudes, like kill it, like just running them. Like that's, that's an inspirational story. For me, like that's the type of shit that I like. Like he was honestly the true underdog and killed all of it. Like he put everybody like, dude, he's going to go down as one of the people in motocross that will always be mentioned. Like you're not going to – when everybody talks about like, oh, if you race this person in his prime or this person in his prime. I would say James Stewart's going to win as long as he as long as he doesn't crash because if he crashes he's out but bro he's when he's on it and he's riding bro like he's killing it like that's exciting to me like that's awesome and then his little brother is riding too like that's just fucking cool like to me that's cool I think that's very inspiring I think that shows what anybody can do in this world like like is that's just awesome to me um so i kind of mirrored my story off of i maybe took what i thought he might have been going through at certain points when he was riding dirt bikes and he was showing up to a race with basically all fucking white people and he's showing up and he's killing it you know what i mean so i kind of put myself where that how a person may be feeling in those type of situations. And that's what I kind of put into this storyline was maybe situations like that. Maybe some things that I've been through in my life are in there. There's just, I think the goddamn power went out.
Luckily, I charged this bitch. See, and that's what's cool about Anchor, too. You don't need no, like, holy shit edition computer. You don't need a big old studio. I'm seriously cordless laptop. I'm using iPhone headphones plugged in on, like, yeah, dude, you can talk to the world and tell them what you are doing. So this is just a journey um, that we're just going to be going on. And I plan on documenting everything so that way the whole idea behind it is to basically get this story told. Um, and I, Because I want to see the story told. So the only way I know how to do that because it goes back to people I don't know. I don't know anybody in the movie industry. I don't really know anybody that has that type of money or I don't – it's not – it's about the story being told, and it takes money for that story to be told on a platform that will bring it to a massive audience. And that's the whole idea is to tell a story to people on a massive audience, but that costs money. I don't have that money, but what I do have is time to give. So I gave my time and a lot of time into writing, to editing to creating a Facebook, Instagram, Anchor, um, taking photos, doing all that. I'm trying to create a social awareness to help get this information out there and let's get people to watch it. Like this is – it could really be something and why not try it? Because the way I think about it is that we're all going to die at some point. I would much rather be 45 years old chilling with two kids saying that I at least I tried to make a movie or I tried I tried to and I really tried um there's been a couple of things like I have done where I haven't really gotten so far but then there's been other things when me we me and my friend Dolphus we were designing and selling t-shirts and we were really moving t-shirts like um we were the way I would do it is I'd show up I would show up to a house party, right? I'd have a backpack full of shirts and wristbands. So I used to get these wristbands, so I think it was for like two hundred bucks, like maybe two fifty. We got a thousand wristbands in seven different colors that all said our our brand name. Um and that was we and so I would sell one T-shirt. So if you bought one T-shirt at thirty bucks, I'm giving you two wristbands, and or I would kind of lower the price just to see what they got. Cause I'll take all your money in your pocket if you got it. Like if you got it, I'm gonna try to sell it to you because I want it. I'm just saying, like if I'm selling something, um, I'm gonna make sure to see if you can buy it. And if not, you might not be in the market right now, but at some point, you may very well be in the market for that so at some point that's that's the whole point right so you design and sell t-shirts back in the day um i used to sell cds back in high school um like just i just always like selling stuff i like being able to sell my ideas or my cre i liked selling my creativity because i felt like i was worth something i guess like <laughs> True. Uh, 
ya yeah. uh, so what else uh, told the story kind of you need to reread it but uh yeah I think that might be it um so hopefully soon uh I yeah I think that's it so till next time um Omni uh this is the people I don't know podcast <laughs> started by Nate Brown um yeah the people I don't know podcast there we go thanks guys See you next time.